1: My name is Keith Hansen, and I have two poems for you today. They are both written by Larry Wywoodie, his last name is spelled W O I W O D E, and are from a collection called Land of Sunlit Ice. Larry, I think you'll find, is a very good poet, but is known primarily as a fiction writer, memoirist, and essayist. I'll attach a link to his website so that you can learn more about him and his work if you'd like to. He once lived for quite a few years in New York City, but has lived in North Dakota, the state of his birth, since the late 1970s, where he farms and teaches. He has been the state's poet laureate since 1995. I'd like to read the poems now, make a few brief comments about them then read them once more. The first poem is a tree poem, in more ways than one, as I'll explain later. It's called Venerable Elm. The second poem is entitled Horses. Venerable elm, with outstretched limbs, convener and celebrant of every everyday breeze disheveling your shade. Rocked by Amber thought, syrup flung in stringy yarn toward carved scars, torn stems, the needlepoint of stars. Gulping ground whiskey, drunk in the sun, enacting quaking poses and slurred susurrus that attracts busybody birds, provender to rooters above and below. Raccoons and moles and beetles and ants, attuned to your whiplash scenes and spooky phases plus woodpeckers rattling inside in red rages, shaking ferny fists at this, a cascade of plenty scraping my camel vest. O multitude of one, Lakota dancers stilled by a lightning hit, shedding shreds of the ages, its proof incised in your rings. Now I, chainsaw crying blue as September sky, I must dismember you. Horses Horses sleep in the wind driven snow northwest out of Fargo. Flocks of buntings come down in swirls of flakes into fields of stalks. Night appears an hour ahead this early March. Thick flakes darken and slow. Slush forms on the horses' backs. They shudder it free, steam, are cold once more, stamp. Let it build up. No colors now show. Great heads droop toward drifts, climbing up dark hawks as silence ferries in its crystalline blow. Out of Fargo, apart from you, across a curve of continent this season, seeing snow fall over these of all the sleeping horses here between. Venerable Elm, in addition to being about a tree, actually looks on paper like a tree. It's a shape poem, meaning quite simply that the poem is written in the shape of the thing it describes. The shape adds a visual enhancement to the meaning of the poem. If I can, I will attach a link to a photo of the poem so that you can see it. Larry and I have become friends over the last 15 years or so And he once gave me a beautiful parchment printing of this poem, which I have framed and hung on my living room wall. I asked him if he had a particular tree in mind when he wrote the poem. Here's what he told me. I've felled and dismembered so many trees, I couldn't say which, in particular, this elm was. But when I'm immersed in the metaphor of the poem, I see it as the former tallest tree on our rural place in the front acre hayfield bordered by a Carraghena, before nearing the house. I suspect the sense of loss at somewhat of a sentinel may have prompted the poem, and the poem came to me in the essential form it has, and with trimming and alterations I was able to depict it more clearly. I've been to Larry's farm and can easily picture that spot he mentions as you drive up the long gravel driveway from the road to the house. In the poem, there is so much going on, in, under, and upon this tree. The tree takes in, assimilates, and then hosts this abundance of life, which makes its being stilled seem so poignant. This stilled source of life now meets its end amidst the crying of the chainsaw. I love, by the way, the word caesurus, It's an onomatopoeia, I always have trouble saying this, onomatopoeia, a word that sounds like the thing it signifies, in this case, to whisper, murmur, or rustle. Now, turning to horses, I asked Larry a couple of questions about this poem as well. Here's what he had to say. The image for horses was glimpsed in a blizzard that took place on back roads halfway between Grand Forks and Valley City, northwest of Fargo. And yes, the U is Carol, who was at the time in Chicago, and I was in North Dakota, that curve of continent that visibly falls away at 26 miles. Carol is Larry's wife of 56 years. The poem brief as it is, is separated into two sections. The first is the poet's close observation of the scene surrounding the horses and the snow and the horses themselves. But then observation gives way to reflection, which on the printed page is italicized. The reflection is addressed to the person whose presence in the poet's mind seems to lend clarity and specificity to what he is seeing, and then, one might say, hallows what he sees with an emotional tone and a sense of meaning. The flocks of buntings, like swirls of flakes, and the slush building up on the backs of the horses, these horses, of all the sleeping horses between here and where he's headed, it's these, precisely these, that, in that moment, arrest his attention it impresses the scene upon his mind. I want to thank Larry for giving us a little peek behind the curtain as to the creative process in making these poems, and here they are one more time. Venerable elm, with outstretched limbs, convener and celebrant of every everyday breeze disheveling your shade. Rocked by amber thought, syrup flung in stringy yarn toward carved scars, torn stems, the needlepoint of stars. Gulping ground whiskey, drunk in the sun, enacting quaking poses and slurred caesiris that attracts busybody birds, provender to rooters above and below, raccoons and moles and beetles and ants attuned to your whiplash scenes and spooky phases. Plus woodpeckers rattling inside in red rages, shaking ferny fists at this, a cascade of plenty, scraping my camo vest. O multitude of one, Lakota dancer, stilled by a lightning hit, shedding shreds of the ages, its proof incised in your rings. Now I, chainsaw crying blue as September sky, I must dismember you. Horses Horses sleep in the wind-driven snow northwest out of Fargo. Flocks of buntings come down in swirls of flakes into fields of stalks. Night appears an hour ahead this early March. Thick flakes darken and slow. Slush forms on the horses' backs. They shudder it free. Steam are cold once more. Stamp, let it build up. No colors now show. Great heads droop toward drifts, climbing up dark hawks as silence ferries in its crystalline blow. Out of Fargo, apart from you, across a curve of continent this season, seeing snow fall over these of all the sleeping horses here between.
0: Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.